Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Hey guys, welcome to Oxford from the inside. The good, the bad, but always the truth. Today we're joined with Abby. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Abby, and I'm a third year at Trinity College studying English. Um, nice. Um, so today uh, we're going to be talking about um, finding your interests in English. And this episode is mainly targeted for students in their sixth form, uh, thinking about applying for English, trying to work out whether they should. And um, yes, first question: um, How would you go about finding your interests in English, Abby? Um, so let me just find the, the information. Yeah. How do you find, so I was thinking about questions that you could ask yourself if you're someone that wants to do English at university but um, doesn't have any particular area that um, floats their boat and you think that you kind of need one um, or you, you would like to develop more interest outside of your schoolwork. I think a good place to start is why do you want to study English anyway at university? What, what I guess, you're going to have a reason why um, you enjoy the subject and what's, what naturally interests you. So what are the books the, or plays or poetry? What are you already enjoying? Um, and what do you already like to read? Or um, yeah, what do you already enjoy? And um, also what elements of what you're already studying at school do you really enjoy? And um, you just kind of naturally you're enthusiastic about it you want to lean into it a little bit more um and also is there like a particular historical period um particular texts or particular ideas or questions that you find interesting and you kind of want to think about more um yeah so i think those are the those kind of things if you've got things that answers to those questions of what what you're already doing that is kind of interesting that you kind of want to want to pursue that's your answer you just go go for it basically um yeah nice um what were there um any things like so those are the advice that you'd give and um were there any things that uh you yourself were naturally interested interested in elements of the school uh work um from english or maybe other subjects that you found interesting as such as like the, as you said, uh, any particular history, historical periods, particular texts or uh, particular ideas? Yeah, so, you know, at the risk of me just rambling about my life for, for a while, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I basically the reason I ended up sort of liking English was when I was about in year nine, I heard of like Jane Eyre, Jane Austen, I heard these names, I was like, that's so confusing. Why do they sound the same? Um, this, I don't know what this is. Um, and then basically a friend of mine at school had got um, Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen as a Christmas present. She was reading it in school and I thought, right, if you can read it, I can read it. So I sort of dove into Jane Austen and that was, I'm one of those people that that was my sort of like first love. Jane Austen and then I started reading all these, just like, I think I got presents for Christmas, which are like, novels from the same like time period. I started reading all these 19th century novels. So that was kind of how I got, I just really loved these books. Um, then I found out that there was like period drama TV shows about all of them as well. <laughs> so that's what I really enjoyed. And 
and I think massively helped me like at school as well and um yeah that's what I kind of was really interested in um as for what I was studying at school we did what did we do um no I can't remember well because one of the big things was um we did Hamlet at school and I found it we we had to one of the things we do have to do is like do a bit of research about context so when I was revising for Hamlet I sort of dove into all these websites about like random context for Hamlet and I found all this stuff that was something I really enjoyed and I was suddenly like oh the early modern period um which is like the Tudor period um that's I just found it really interesting and the historical stuff I really enjoyed that um specific period and that's kind of what I'm doing now in my third year I'm doing a lot of early modern stuff so um that's an example of something from school like um like we we studied Great Gatsby and I went I read some of um oh what's the name Fitzgerald <laughs> Fitzgerald's other novels um and just just other things like that you know I listen to podcasts as well that so podcasts are a great thing to listen to um for oh that was very self-reflexive wasn't it um, <laughs> um yeah <laughs> but just um yeah so I literally just put Hamlet or Christina Rossetti into um the podcast app and just a bunch of stuff came up so things like that I don't know um yeah just basically the 19th century was kind of my jam and I really enjoyed the the novels gave me quite a lot of detailed um, knowledge about social history from this period and I just found it really cool and yeah that's what I enjoyed. So like are you saying that from like reading books like Jane Austen you can learn a lot of, of social history like from fictional books is that is that the case? Mm -hmm. that is, yeah. That is, yeah, yeah yeah definitely because because they're written in a in that context about especially Jane Austen is kind of about she's sort of poking fun at society so there's all this um yeah real information about how like sort of upper class society worked which I didn't know any of it and um yeah I just enjoyed like history documentaries and stuff I'm quite nerdy I just like all of that history stuff social history um so yeah I just think whatever it is like I have um I've never, I never cared about plays in my life, apart from Shakespeare. I never did any plays, but I'm, there are other people on my course who did loads of, um, loads of really interested in like weird modern theatre and stuff like that. So I, I just think whatever you've done at school or at, you've come across that is just really, um, that you enjoy and you find interesting, like it's, it's, not, it's not rocket science, just dive into it really. It's like find out more about it, like, um, just just develop i guess a knowledge and enthusiasm for that thing and you can branch out and it's so useful later on um yeah when you have this this like knowledge and appreciation for stuff nice as a quite quite relevant to the to the episode title finding interest in english i've uh, also recently been getting into find some uh, interest in english is basically <laughs> my answer <laughs> um <laughs> I also got um, Pride and Prejudice for Christmas present uh, last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was my... Oh, have you read it? I read it, yeah, yeah, throughout lockdown. I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was amazing. Uh, I think mean, one of the key things... Good I, answer. <laughs> I think one of the key things I took from it was um, 
I think before reading Jane Austen, there's a lot of times in my life that I think, well, am I, am I reading in, in the, into this too much or is something happening here that I can't really explain? And then you realise something was happening and she <laughs> describes it in her own way. Um, yeah. Which is great. Um, it's such a clever... It's constructed in such a clever... Like, there's just so much going on. I love it. Sorry, okay. This is not just going to turn into <laughs> Pride and Prejudice fangirling. <laughs> um, I'm reading Persuasion at the moment. Have you read Persuasion? Uh, yeah, yes, I have. Nice. That's, oh, that's very nice. It reminds yeah. me of Adele's song of when we were young on repeat, I have to say a little bit, but um, we'll, see how, we'll see how the book goes. Oh, Simon, why don't we start a book review podcast? Oh. A book club? We could start. This is not a bad idea. This isn't a bad idea. And I think my finals are like... Everybody stay tuned for the book. (laughs) Stay tuned for the book. All All of the listeners. We'll put put that on the the drawing board for sure. Um, But anyways, um, back to the the podcast. Um, So you were suggesting in um, (laughs) (laughs) that um, students should go um, above and beyond um, in that diving into their interests and um and why would you say that people should do that how why should they go above and beyond in these kind of ways um so i sort of think like if you if you're going to do a degree in something you definitely need to make sure that you like the degree and that you're um enjoying it because it's only speaking for Oxford, it's really, really, really hard at some points and you sort of need to remember um, why you love it and, and um, yeah, sorry, I'm trying to read the bullet point. Um, yeah, so doing a degree is best when you genuinely care about it and um, definitely when you sort of are doing the degree and you sort of come across something, maybe in something new that you're reading, oh, that's like that other thing that I read once or if you do a lot of extra... Um, reading outside and um just can generally make links i just think the more reading you do you're just in a better position in general to be honest um (laughs) it's it's so good um yeah and and that's such a great feeling of like being able to like make link maybe not it's not enough particularly academic astute link but it's just in your own mind to be able to go like oh that's reminds me of this that's cool um yeah also it's great when you start you know you get a reading list and then you suddenly realize oh this is something I already know and love that's a a great feeling and also when you at some points you get um a freedom to to kind of go off on your own do what you like and and do your own thing and um it's really great if you can dig into something that you know exactly where you would want to go and and you you've got something to, to write about that you're genuinely interested in so I did an example of this I'm writing at the moment an essay about um, makeup in Shakespeare and cosmetics um, and I have already done this basically I, the first time I did cosmetics in history was in my GCSE English language I did a presentation about the history of makeup so it was really it's really nice I just find that really interesting um, yeah it's just nice to go back and, and kind of not revisit because you do get in trouble if you just copy stuff that you did at A-level <laughs> that don't I've also made that mistake and that that doesn't go very well um but yeah it's nice to yeah have knowledge also you know a lot of Oxford life is like living 
one essay crisis to the next and it's nice to remember that while it feels really stressful and hard a lot of the time it's nice to have these moments where the genuine love for your subject kind of comes bubbling up um yeah and just you yeah you will be miserable doing a degree if you don't actually enjoy the degree so you I think this will help you have confidence that you do enjoy it <laughs> and there there are things that you love and there is a reason why you're spending so much time and energy um trying to do this degree um there's nice. a you do you do care about it so yeah um but I think that's kind of stating I just think finding your own interest what's the point of doing a degree if you're not if you're not genuinely interested in it mm. no I definitely yeah I definitely agree with the idea that um you know like to find your interest you just have to well follow or whatever whatever like I know spring causes that eureka moment and I guess for you it sounds like cosmetics like it's not the most um obvious thing but it's sometimes it's the strange things that just really appeal to us that um that are and our, like and our interests are like really like behind on the other side of that and um and if you keep following what seems to interest you you just find that you've you're in a very very niche part like looking into niche things that really represent you as a person eventually if you keep going and going for it uh yeah that's why academics end up writing books and spending like 20 years researching like the most random specific things is because they've they've just followed their nose all the way to that point um so that's all i'm really saying it's just like whatever it is that kind of is like a little spark or like oh that's cool just follow if you can and if you have time and if you you know if your work allows just follow that and it probably it will allow it um and yeah that's kind of how to do it don't just do basically you get out what you put in and if you come to things with an enthusiasm and with a oh yeah there's that part which is rubbish and boring or too hard but this part i find really cool and you go for that part and you just follow your nose <laughs> you just your gut instinct into that um part then it will be fun and worthwhile um nice yeah no of course um i was gonna say did you um oh uh, oh yes um did you have any opinions or like what about uh, the great gatsby and scott fitzgerald in general Mm, I remember when I was reading it, when I was in A-level, I just kept on coming across this idea all the time of appearance and reality. So I ended up writing the same essay over and over again. And I just write about ideals and appearances and things looking shiny and amazing and actually being gritty and horrible. That was basically what I would write about in all of my A-level essays. Um, so I, I read some other um, Fs, what was his name? S, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, you can tell I haven't touched it since I was in school and um, I read also one of the things I read was a, a short story that he's written called um, Babylon, Babylon Re Reborn or Revisited I don't know have you heard of that I remember you, you sent me your essay so yeah I, I read it yeah, yeah. Oh, okay yeah. <laughs> I forgot was, about that <laughs> it was very it was very interesting just for anyone out there happy to know what she's doing <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, so Babylon Revisited is set. So The Great Gatsby is very famous for being all about the excess and craziness of the 1920s and about how it's very like iconic and we all love 
you know the flappers and the champagne and all that and um as we know in 1929 it all disappears because of the great depression and babylon revisited is just a short story about how about somebody who has been involved in this like party lifestyle coming back in the early 30s into the depression and i can't really remember what it, he's just come into he's created a mess by being this like party animal and um it's just all about the sort of ruins that followed this like crazy party sort of dream um and i was i actually in my personal statement i did a whole thing about appearance and reality and and um this idea of like glossiness and, and like excess versus like the and i also followed it up with um we did David Copperfield in school and I've read Great Expectations because there's a poem that we did in school about a character from Great Expectations who's very interesting. So those two kind of parts of my A-level kind of merged mm -hmm. and I read Great Expectations and also I'm just going to go into my, <laughs> my personal statement. So basically at the end of, oh no actually I'm going to spoil the end of Great Expectations if I do. Basically the th something bad happens in the end of Great Expectations. I'm wanting and, uh, to read that so we shouldn't do the spoiler. Okay I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it, but initially, so Dickens writes the ending and he writes a bad thing and he showed it to everybody, all of his like mates and they're all like, you've got, and his wife, he showed his wife and she was like, you've got to change the ending. We can't cope with the ending. It's too sad. So then he changed it and, and made it into a happy ending. Um, changed the bad thing. And I just found that so funny that there's, um, you know, he's got this, this is the bad thing is more realistic and and it you know that's more true to real life it's more true to the it actually weakens the story really to to have it end happily but he changed it because we just can't cope with the idea of things being bad so anyway this is not wow i guess the point is that was an of in various ways i sort of took what i was doing at school and like followed mm. them through to and just like followed the threads um, until I ended up with this whole thing about appearance and reality. So I guess what I'm saying is, if you've got any threads to follow, go and follow them. And the other thing is, don't feel guilty about it taking up um, time away from your precious A-levels, because you'll be fine. <laughs> and yeah. and they'll, it'll probably just make you better at your A-levels. And you, when you're writing your coursework about Great Gatsby, you can add all this extra stuff in, and it'll be really impressive. So, um, yeah. more impressive. So yes that was yeah. what i was gonna say and how you spend <laughs> and how you will spend your time will be more meaningful if you have lots of interests so go find them for sure as a pair yeah yeah so. definitely and it makes a levels less miserable if you genuinely care about them and enjoy them for what they are rather than just about getting an a star mm. what was it? so is there is there a version where you can read the old ending does that exist all the great expectations. I have no idea. I literally read this on Wikipedia. Maybe oh. I've just completely made that up. I'm pretty sure I saw it on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, I have no Probably. academic writing of this. This is before I had access to Solo and like, <laughs> you know, the academic journal and things when I came to Oxford. So, nice. yeah, <laughs> I got uh, that off Wikipedia. What I was going to say, um, so you said before that um, you advise students who think about applying to English to well not not literally but reading more books is almost always a good thing in general but are, 
but obviously some books um, really aren't related to an English degree. Like I know if you read a chemistry textbook, that wouldn't really help with your. Um, so, no. which no. that's why I don't read chemistry textbooks. <laughs> well, it wasn't saying that you do, but um, uh, I'm just saying that which I don't is, which which discourses or which topics fall under the umbrella of English language and literature that would be relevant to the degree? Um, I think it's less about what discipline your book falls under as to like, is it relevant to the, the question of what you're talking about? I read a history book because I was doing a French topic. Of, I was doing a project about Eleanor of Aquitaine, who's a medieval queen. And I read a historical, uh, this isn't anything to do with English actually, but um, do you know what I mean? Like, I think whatever text it is that is relevant to, I was just like, I need some historical information about this person. I'll go find a historical book about her. So it was, I guess, just about, so if you have a, an interest in chemistry, go read a chemistry textbook. Um, you know, that's, <laughs> but I just think it's, you know, it's whatever, whatever is relevant to the idea that you're trying to follow through, I guess. So choosing your end idea that you're interested in and then working out how to get there rather than looking at the things that you're told that are to do with English and then sort of, as in searching for the ends rather than the means to the ends that and, and you're not yeah, really sure. Yeah, I guess. You see what I mean? Yeah, or, or just, uh, yeah, like not being, oh, here's top 10 books that English A-level students are meant to read. I'll go and read them all. You could definitely, I'm sure it would be really helpful to do that. But in my experience, I don't have time or I don't set aside the time. I don't have enough self-control <laughs> to do that. I have so many books on my shelf over there, which I said to myself, I'll, that'll be useful before to read before my finals. I should read them and I have not read them. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, but if, if there's a particular idea or an author or a book that you really like um, or a play, I keep on forgetting about plays and poetry, those things follow them through, I think, rather than, yeah, like you say, being prescriptive about it like at the end of the day it's your life if you want to read of something read it if you don't don't <laughs> it's um, it's not like you have to follow mm, the rules you definitely. know um we've got here um is there any other advice that uh that you have uh, we've got a few bullet points that you had beforehand yeah so i wrote down some caveats to this because i don't know if people might be listening to this and feeling like under pressure to do extra work or extra like pressure to it freaks me out sometimes when I hear people talking about oh, I'm super passionate about my job or my my degree and they talk for ages about how much they love it and I'm like I don't love it that much you know I love it a bit but you know so my first thing is don't feel pressure to 100% love it all the time because I don't um <laughs> there's parts of it that I really don't like um and also that yeah you don't have to be this like super incredible person that reads everything all the time and is always spending all their time um that never procrastinates and always skips in all their work on time and all this type of stuff because that's also probably not realistic um you don't have to have everything figured out before you come to uni so you'll learn so much when you're when you're at uni um and also you hopefully will get to the end of the degree and you'll realize that you're quite stupid do you know what I mean like if you get to the end of your undergrad degree and you think I know everything now then you've kind of missed the point and um I guess the point of it is that you 
you realize oh no there's a whole world out there of like this stuff and and I'm just sort of like trying to swim my way through this murky pool of academia um <laughs> so poetic. yeah you don't sorry it's very poetic oh thank you <laughs> well yeah you don't have to have it all um and also maybe you sat there thinking okay I don't have a strong preference for anything and I'm gonna start my English degree um I had a well only really the reason that I it was the only reason I had a preference for 19th century is because that's what I'd read <laughs> you know I hadn't read a lot of other stuff um so during the course of your degree at least in Oxford and I'm sure for other degrees you cover a whole thousand year history of the English language so you will learn so many new things and like read so many things that you never even heard of um so an example would be yeah at the beginning of my degree I thought like the romantic the early 19th century was going to be my thing and I thought about writing my dissertation on the romantic poets and uh, honestly it was just too hard <laughs> so now I'm I just realized that the early modern period is I really find it really interesting and I like writing about it I wrote a lot about theatre which I said I didn't used to do that I didn't care about plays at all and now I'm like wow theatres um <laughs> so yeah like it's my my preferences have changed a lot and going into the future like if I was to do more studying would probably be on like the reformation I find that really cool um so yeah like you you will definitely I mean this is kind of obvious you you will obviously like change over the, over that time and so you, you don't have to have it all figured out before you go to uni oh yeah and also if you feel that you really just don't uh, when you start at uni, oh, try start, and make it start that bit again. in your first year. Oh. Start, just you froze there. Just okay. Start, I was gonna say, okay, if you really feel like you don't have any particular interests or or anything that really is exciting to you during your when you start during your first year. So in my first year, I did the nineteenth century, like the whole like old English. So like Beowulf and that type of stuff. But so I did 200 years, the, including the 19th century, which was my period of expertise. And I think you should try to have a super positive, open mindset about it and try and enjoy it, try and go above and beyond, try and um, think critically, do I like this or do I not like this? Does this interest me? other things that I would like to dig into here I did not do that in my first year mainly just because I was freaking out and I was just like I can't do it I've struggled quite a lot academically in my first year and I wish looking back that I had had a better mindset about it all but there we are partly the reason why the early modern period became my thing was because of that was when I when I started to feel more comfortable was when we um happened to be doing that in our course you know so it was partly just that was the circumstances and it's a common feeling amongst almost everyone that first year is tough for anyone this yeah year. Uh, yeah but for, for all unis and I think that's why first year doesn't count because it's the idea that you're getting you're getting to with the group of things um but uh yeah. we're running out of time but very quickly our last question um the question is, did you read any books? But uh, 
I'm sure that's a yes. So, um, <laughs> Imagine um, I thought, nope, I didn't. <laughs> uh, no books, no plays, no poets. You just turned up and you're like, and yeah. they're like, yep, yeah, we'll take you. And, I can and, speak English. So <laughs> that's why yeah. they let me in. <laughs> nice. Um, but, um, which books uh, did you read that you, helped you when uh, finding interests and applying and probably for your personal statement? Yeah, so I think I've got two ideas for books that would help to give you like a broad overview of stuff so that maybe somewhere in that broad overview there would be something to like go into. So I have one of them here, which is this. Short introdu- very short introduction to English literature. Um, so it's part of these very short introductions which are on all sorts of topics. And it basically just... Oh, I can't even remember because I read it so long ago. But it just goes through... Um, various ideas like narrative, plot, character, and then it talks about, um, basically just goes through a broad history of English literature and sort of takes you through the main like movements like romanticism and, and things like that. So um, definitely, I read this at the beginning of year 13. It was really good. I've underlined it lots. Um, so yeah, I would would recommend reading this. There's also a version about literary theory, which I have not read. Sam has read it, or some of it, and I imagine that would be amazing. So I'd recommend uh, that too. That, would, that is amazing. I recommend it. I think to, the summary of what I've taken from it is um, uh, um, which ideas from different humanities can you apply to other ideas and the, the writer describes that as theory and then those ideas that you can attack literary texts uh yeah therefore is literary theory so i really like philosophy and it's really cool that you can see um these like postmodernist philosophers uh just deciding that they're going to start criticizing other people that they have nothing to do with and then there's other people like oh who do you think you are and then start to read their work and oh maybe we can actually maybe use a little bit of this this looks quite interesting and um and then yeah it's just yeah like freud's psychoanalysis and then continental philosophy and yeah those yeah it's cool it's cool how it all all overlaps a little bit uh yeah and it's all all theoretical though so it's uh ends of the day it could all be all be wrong but that's part of the fun but, um, mm. so in so i studied that in my second term at oxford and I didn't know what theory was, what, what is critical theory, I had no idea. It's basically, yeah, just applying weird ideas, weird ways of looking at texts to the text. Um, I find it terrifying, I still find it terrifying. Um, it's really scary and intimidating. I find, some people, are, there's one on my course who loves it. Um, I do not. Um, <laughs> but a book that really helped me, which I don't have with me right now, is called Beginning Theory by a guy called Peter Barry. Um, and it just goes through a lot of these movements. So um, feminist, post-colonial, just deconstructionalist, queer theory, um, like a bunch of these different um, different theories and um, just out, this is summarizes the, the key texts on it. So I was given the primary text to read and I couldn't make head nor tail of them. This book helped me so much. So if you, are maybe interested in one of those theories or the idea of theory, like that's definitely a good one, an introduction. It's called beginning theory. So yeah, to find a broader interest, but those are both 
like I would this isn't by no means essential to like getting into Oxford or anything like that at all I'm just sort of talking like if you felt like literary theory was going to be your thing that would be an, an example of something that you could read so yeah, yeah. and the, yeah me personally the only way that probably the only reason why it really took my fancy is because uh, most of my degree chemistry is theoretical so uh, it was like a oh it's a more theory but attacking text rather than molecules so uh, <laughs> and yeah it's crazy what happens when you follow what you're interested in you just find yourself in weird and wonderful places reading literature <laughs> it all boils down to literature until the next episode of finding your interests and um, <laughs> uh, no. um and uh, what was i was going to say uh, i think that's that's the end yes that is can the i end. just say can oh, i just God. say yes God. i have a just my golden rule which is if you're going to take one thing from this it's a very culturally trendy answer just be yourself find your interesting th what is interesting to you find it by just like following the little thread through and just go for it, read about it, watch stuff about it, listen to stuff about it, talk to people about it. And um, yeah, that's what you should do. Just go for it. Um, what do you think, enjoy thinking, reading, writing about, and what do you think is worth thinking, reading, writing about? Go for it. Nice. That's my goal. And, and, and writing, <laughs> down, writing down those ideas, those ideas that seemed, oh, that's a good idea, having a little collection of good yeah. ideas because then you look back at it you're like oh past me knew past me knew what was going on i should i should do, do you that know what, do you know what i did i i made a blog which i have not shown to anybody so nobody's ever seen this which was just i got to the beginning of year 13 and thought i haven't read any books for ages i need to learn how to read um so then i would just read a book and then just write my thoughts on it and that that's exactly what you're talking about like just writing down thoughts and like thinking through things almost thinking out loud but like thinking to a yeah. blog it helped nice. okay yeah. i'll shut up now <laughs> no no that'd be silly it's a beautiful golden rule um but yeah Thank that's you. all <laughs> that's all that we have time for uh thanks for the viewers for watching whether it's in your podcast or uh youtube or whatever platform and um yeah um follow us on instagram at also from the inside or youtube and um we'll see you guys uh next time